Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode. So happy to get the opportunity to connect with you all, to collectively push the boundaries of awareness and perspective, continue to expand our awareness, right? That's what we're really doing here. We are systematically and deliberately moving ourselves up the emotional scale, uh, as uh, is so eloquently stated in the clip I'm going to share here in a little bit. Um But uh, yeah, before we get on with that, I would like to take a moment and read a review on iTunes. You guys know I love my iTunes reviews. Not only do they help to fuel my fire to continue this labor of love, but uh, also help us to reach new people. So you're doing good for me. You're doing good for my heart and mind. You're doing good for others who now may find the show because because of your review. And uh, this particular one came in, uh, let's see here, by Honor Roll Social. Happiness from Within is the title. I stumbled across the Positive Head podcast in the midst of feeling it was time to take back the control of my thoughts and the effects they had on my day-to-day life. And Positive Head certainly has steered me into the right direction for that. Listening to this podcast has shed new light on reality just by opening my mind to ways of thinking outside of my own logic and has helped my understanding that our reality is created within us and not always externally. The interviews are extremely helpful, and so are the clips that are referenced to give you a better idea on the daily mantra. I sometimes find myself in tears of happiness listening to this podcast because it helps me know that there is hope to end the stress and depression cycle I deal with just from being in my own head, and it's as easy as changing your mindset. We all go through these feelings. It's just a matter of how to handle them properly, and Positive Head reminds me and teaches me to practice that. Thank you so much for everything that you do, Brandon, and inspiring positivity with every episode you create. Oh, thank you, Honor Roll Social, for taking the time to review. Yeah, isn't it... um It's the most empowering thing ever when you have that aha moment and you realize, hold on, um, these thoughts that are creating my state are um, 
controllable. I'm in control. We've lived our life so so often. We live our life sort of as the victim of these thoughts as they arise. And it's sort of like we're, we're just running out of control and we've never realized, hold on, we've got the the power to shift where we're focusing, right? And where attention goes, energy flows. So if we don't like the way a certain stream of thought is uh, making us feel, how about we just change streams, right? And yeah, sometimes that's easier said than done. And, you know, that's why uh, having a, a podcast like this to tune into to help have some assistance elevating your vibration and changing uh, that course, uh, that stream, if you will, is super helpful or a book or, you know, whatever it is that works for you. Music. Um, there's so many great things these days that we can, you know, uh, opt to tune into. Uh, out there that can help us uh, aid us in our journey. So thank you. Thank you again for taking the time to review. If you guys haven't reviewed on iTunes, I uh, certainly would appreciate it if you did so. Um, and uh, yeah, let's see here. Moving right along. Uh, oh, also, uh, if you guys want to write in questions, I'm going to take a question today. You can do so through uh, the website, positivehead.com. You can send one to me directly. Brandon at positivehead.com is my email. Or um, on the Facebook group, uh, Positive Heads with an S. And this one was actually posted on the Facebook group by Ambrosia. And Ambrosia said, I need some guidance from my soul family and maybe Brandon Beecham can chime in with some advice as well. I'm having trouble moving past an issue, so I think some reframing is in order. I notice I get angry when people are inconsiderate of others. If someone is not taking responsibility for their behaviors and being mean or rude or taking advantage of someone, my need for justice kicks in. I immediately want to give them a piece of their own medicine. I understand that these people are hurting and need love, but I do not think it's okay to treat others poorly because of it. What about the person they are being mean to? Their well-being should not be shaken because someone else lashes out in a cry for love. Is it a dichotomy? It is a dichotomy I deal with every day. Some days I'm able to say, it's okay, they just need more love and retaliating will not give them what they need. Other days, the dialogue is more like, how dare you? You have no right. You will get no sympathy from me. A lot of the issues I deal with stem from this anger of people being unconscious in their behavior or even worse. Being conscious of their bad behavior, but not caring. How do I break the cycle and move past this need for justice? Thank you all in advance for all the advice because I know I'll get so many goodies from you guys. The wisdom in this group is amazing. Yes, 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 Ambrosia. The wisdom in the Positive Heads group is amazing. So if you guys haven't joined up there, you definitely should. And this is a great question and I'm gonna share a clip that really touches on this some. But before I do, um, I'll talk a little bit about my thoughts on this. You know, what what Ambrosia said here is a lot of the issues I deal with stem from this anger of people being unconscious in their behavior or even worse being conscious of their bad behavior, but not caring. So let's really analyze that. A lot of your issues stem from what other people are doing and you're making judgments about what should or shouldn't be happening, right? And this is a very natural sort of place that you're in, Ambrosia. First off, it's two step forwards, one step back with this journey that you're on. So you can see Ambrosia is in the middle of it. Some days she's more at peace with it. Other days she's reacting to it. You know, and this is sort of the dance, the the journey that we're on as we, uh, uh, you know, expand our perspectives. Yeah, you have moments, you know, I have moments where I'm feeling like down and not that positive, right? So people have asked me sometimes, how are you always so positive? Well, actually doing this podcast instantly charges me. Um, I can, you know, and, and, and granted, I am in a positive state the majority of the time, but I have my moments too, right? 
So by actively choosing to focus on something that makes me feel good, I feel good. So, you know, what, what you're Ambrosius assuming here is that there's a victim, right? What about these poor people that they're doing this, being mean to for no reason? And if, you know, what the, the honor roll social is saying is correct. And that is there, the external is really a reflection of the internal. Um, you're assuming Ambrosia that the, this interaction between these two people isn't somehow uh, by design, isn't somehow a reflection that the person being, you know, victimized, quote unquote, as is, you know, maybe they need, let's just take an example. They need someone to behave that way to them, to trigger them, to take action to, you know, do some other really positive thing for someone else. Or you're never, you, you can't just look at the, the situation from such a, such a narrow bandwidth, such a narrow lens, because you have to, you know, I always imagine this, uh, if I could zoom out, you know, zoom out and get a, a view from above the whole planet or the scene. Imagine if you're looking at the scene from, you know, above the state that they're in or above the city, and you're seeing from a much more expanded view. So, um, one, I think you're, you're jumping to a conclusion that something is happening that is, that is wrong, right? Uh, something, uh, you know, life is playing itself out in the way it's playing itself out. Um, I would, you know, I would challenge you to see how can you bring healing to that? You're, you're right in saying that person needs more love. Okay, what if you focused on that and the fact that this person needs more love? How can you bring balance to this situation if you're indeed witnessing it? And by the way, if you're witnessing it and resisting it, which there's obviously some resistance there in your, in your vibration, right? Um, then what are you going to call more of into your life, right? Uh, more of these scenarios, right? So you're going to see more and more of it the more you resist it. What you resist persists. It's going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. I think of driving with my brother sometimes who... Uh, definitely struggles with uh, his own reaction to people, right? And how people behave. Um, and I watch him on the road when I'm driving uh, with him somewhere. Uh, we go to lunch together a lot. And I'll, I'll, it's amazing the amount of people that cut him off and do you know, weird stuff on the road that irritates him. When I'm driving, it hardly ever happens. Well, what's the difference? He's reacting every time he's calling more of it in. So, you know, here you're calling in more of this, uh, witnessing in this case, Ambrosia seems like she's a witness a lot to this stuff, right? Why are you the witness? Hmm. Because there's something for it to teach you. There's something for it to teach you about expanding your perspective. Use it as a game to bring healing and love instead of reaction and judging that this, is not meant to happen in some way. It's not a reflection of the person on both ends of that interaction. It's always, uh, you know, life is happening through us all. There's never, you know, I always say it and it's, it's probably one of the most controversial things I say, and it certainly challenges everyone. And I get it. I get it. But I don't believe there's ever been a victim in the history of eternity. I believe it's always a vibrational reflection in some way, shape or form. Now, from our perspective, it's horrific and awful, but it's, it's you know, from from the ultimate perspective, I think it's no more horrific than, you know, a video game character um, that, um, oh, well, I just I just died on that level. You know, I fell in the lava, horrific death. You know, I, I believe 
from the ultimate perspective, that's these lives are very, they mean everything and they mean nothing simultaneously. This is, a, you know, I think back to my friend who had a journey, ayahuasca journey, and she was talking about get, getting to witness the realm of our, our oversouls, our higher selves, and how they're watching all these little baby lives play out kind of like on screens is the best way she could explain it. And it's like they were, you know, sometimes very engaged. Other times their characters, their avatars, which is, is us, right? We're way off track and they're like kind of yawn and bored with it like whatever I don't really care it's like you know we take our lives so seriously and it's so heavy meanwhile from um you know a, a, a more um heightened perspective if you will a broader perspective you know w- we take ourselves way too seriously this is not um not this heavy it, it's meant it, it's a game in a sense um and it it certainly is is important on one level but on another it is uh, just that it's 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 uh, source uh playing itself out playing a game because it has eternity and what else to do but experience itself in the myriad of ways it can experience itself and, it, and that includes knowing the contrast which takes, uh, you can't know up without down. You can't know love without evil. You can't know, you know, live evil. There's the same thing spelled backwards, right? Truly living is, you know, love. You think of the beauty of life and all those things, the app, the opposite evil, right? So it's, they're, they're two sides of the same coin. One needs the other. So why are we judging it as bad or good? Instead, let's play with the, the, you know, the way I see it is sources it all. What part of it all do you want to experience next is the question. There is no right or wrong with it. Um, what part of it all do you want to experience? Well, I want to experience the part of it all that is love and healing and bringing dis, uh, you know, that helps to disarm negative situations, that helps to be, leave people better than I found them. If I see someone that's uh, being treating someone else poorly, instead of judging that person and reacting and causing my own self to come out of balance, how can I bring healing to that moment? Ah, so that's my two cents on this, but I'm going to call in the big guns here. I'm going to call in uh, Abraham. Uh, I found this on the Zima Hoon YouTube page and catch a load of this title. Will Hitler and Saddam go to heaven? <laughs> so uh, Abraham is going to go a little bit further down this rabbit hole and really uh, bring up some points and perspectives that um, not only may challenge some, but are very, very liberating as well. Um, so let's take a listen. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget, so I'm just going to read it, okay? I know you say that when we die, we all go into pure positive energy. Does someone like Saddam Hussein or Hitler have the same amount of pure positive energy as a good person? Or is it like a set of light bulbs with some dimmer and some brighter, each holding the light to the degree that they can? Oh, you're working so hard to make them not go to the place. (laughs) You're right. Without exception, all of you reemerge into pure positive energy. Even the bad guys. I mean, but like they have the same amount of light after they've killed millions. They go the same place and they get welcomed. It just doesn't seem right. I'm so human, I know, I know. Well, the thing that's interesting about this is you're going to come to really appreciate the incredible well-being welcoming committee that is waiting for all of you in time. 
Think about it from your human standpoint. There was a time not so very long ago that this man that you are describing was honored and respected, while feared, but respected by many. And now there are many who scorn him. And isn't it nice that there is not some disconnected, arbitrary, physical human that's going to decide where you go? You're right. Thank you. Wouldn't you really rather it be the way that it is that all our pure positive energy who come forth into this physical arena, who experience the contrast and come to conclusions and live out their life in alignment or not? In other words, we've never seen anyone who was connected to who they are doing the kinds of things that these that you've described have done. In other words, there are many, many more that you could add to that list who only in their disconnection are ever um, behaving in the way that they are. And we are in no way defending their disconnected acts. Yes. But we want you to understand that the reason that people behave in the way they do is always in direct relationship to how in alignment they are with who they are. In other words, and as you wish for their first, in other words, think about what most humans are saying, even if they were understanding in the context that Abraham is presenting it. So someone like Saddam comes forth into his physical form and he is pure positive energy just like you were when he comes forth. Then he lives life and comes to conclusions that are different from the ones that you do and through all of it manages and we promise you that this is the case otherwise he could not behave in the way that he did to become disconnected a large part of the time from who he is and in his death experience he literally re-emerges back into pure positive energy. Now what many humans and you were among them as you began here are saying is you may understand that he was pure positive energy and you may understand that something got him out of whack with all of that and now you are requesting that when he does have his death experience that he still please remain out of whack. <laughs> In other words, feel how illogical that is. We promise you that if humans knew what it, the death experience is like you would not ever give death to those rascals that you have come to abhor because that is the ultimate releasing of the resistance. But if you were to know him, if you had the benefit, let's say that you are the teacher healer that you are and you come forth into this physical environment and you set forth intentions to help influential people come into alignment with who they are. And you've done such a good job of setting forth that intention that you come into an arena where you actually have the ear of some evil dictator and you are able to present to him. Now, you've written him in your book and so you've practiced seeing him as he really is, not as he is being right now. So you're tuned in to the non-physical essence of who he is. You're not like the rest of the world focused upon the bad deeds that he is doing, the terrible things that he's doing, you have focused as your inner being does and as his inner being does upon the pure positive essence of him. And now you are in the room with him and instead of abhorring him, you are in love with him. You are in love with the potential of him because you know every terrible thing he did made him want this 
even more. Every moment of being out of control made him want to be more in control of his own experience. In other words, you managed through your hard work even before you sat down with him and through your work in your book of focusing upon the best of him to align with the pure positive energy essence of him. It's possible that you could, in your connection, just as Jesus healed and so many others, you could be a catalyst that would bring someone into alignment and their behavior would begin to change. And you would say, oh, well, that would be good work. And we say, then why are you not willing to let the heavens provide the same good work? Thank you. That's a very good answer. I appreciate that. I was raised Catholic, you know. You have to understand. (laughs) And what that means is I was raised to believe in the imperfection in people. And when you're raised to believe in that, whether it's Catholic or whatever the religion is, when you're raised to predominantly focus upon what could go wrong, you manage to get yourself pretty separated from who you really are, don't you? Yes, I'm very glad it's like that, what you just explained, because when I look at people that that I love that have not maybe lived the best lives, then I know that even they're going to be okay. So actually, this is a good answer, and I'm very happy about it. When Thank you. We want to add a little bit to it, and we, because we want you not to be upset with yourself one bit Thank about you. finding negative emotion toward people or circumstances. We want to explain how that comes to be and why it matters so much. You want, with every fiber of your being, to be in alignment with who you are. And when people behave in ways that allow that, you praise that behavior. But when someone like Saddam behaves in a way that when you observe his behavior, you feel so terrible, now you resent his behavior because he feels it feels to you that he is responsible for this emptiness within you. And so whenever someone hurts you, if someone walked up and whopped you on the side of the head, you'd want to whack them back. In other words, <laughs> it's sort of a knee-jerk response when someone hurts you, you. And so as you see that his behavior has caused you pain, it's not unusual to sort of want to, in a knee-jerk fashion, slap him back. But the, here's the thing we really want you to hear. Every time someone seems to be the cause that makes you feel that way and you slap them back... You're disconnected from who you are, and that's the real slapping. And so the longer you push against the behavior of other people, the more you use them as your excuse to slap yourself around. Yes. You see? And in time, it really wears you down until you really get carried away with it. This is the way religions have been formed. And then you say, well, we'll really get you. We'll really, really, really get you. We'll... We will condemn you to eternal damnation. That's that's how much you have hurt us, and that's how bad we feel. And we say, well, give it everything you've got here in this physical form. But we've never seen anyone wishing eternal damnation on anyone who didn't just feel awful now. And oh, what a relief they feel when they reemerge into non-physical. And you know what else we've noticed? The one who condemned feels many times worse than the one who is condemned. And they all reemerge into non-physical energy, and the one who is condemned doesn't feel nearly the relief that the condemner feels. Because the one who was being condemned was closer to vibrational alignment, usually, than the condemner. The condemner always feels worse than the condemned. 
You work I, so much harder at your condemning yeah, than you do at your being the one who I is just condemned. didn't want him to have as much light. I mean, I really didn't want to condemn him as much as to say, I wanted him to be a dim light bulb and I wanted to be a bright light bulb. That's kind of what I wanted. Well, actually, it turns out it's the other way around. The, really? more they, the more they want to make a difference, the more they really go berserk when they get crossways of their energy. A car that's going 100 miles an hour and hits a tree is a much bigger problem than a car that goes five miles an hour and hits a tree. So sometimes these powerful teachers come forth and get crossways of their energy and do horrible things, but it doesn't make them any less of a teacher. In fact, we see powerful desire being born in the hearts of billions around your planet as a result of what they've witnessed, not only from Saddam, but from George Bush. In other words, neither one of them are connected to source energy as they perform the behavior that they are performing. Both of them are responsible for horrendous acts and for terrible suffering around the planet, you see. Right. And yet, you you would more likely say, well, I would like the president of my nation to have a brighter bulb and the evil dictator to have not so bright a bulb. And we say, oh, are we ever glad you are not all choosing it? Because your biases are distorted. So often you try to make those decisions from your disconnected state. And when you come into connection, you have love for everyone. When you come into connection, you have help for everyone, you see. If you see someone bleeding in the street, we know you would help them. But when you see someone so disconnected from source energy that they are flailing about hurting others, you don't want to help them. You want to hurt them. You want to taser them. You want to hit them with the billy club. You want to kick them when they're down. You want to put the handcuffs on them and really hurt them. You want to drag them in the way that it hurts them. You want to put them into confinement. In other words, this is the way humans behave. And in all of that... I'm terrible. (laughs) In all of that pushing against, all you're doing is crying out for the well-being that you seek. What we're getting at is, no matter how bad those bad ones seem, every one of them are causing you to launch rockets of desire, and your vibrational escrow is brighter and clearer and sure. In other words, it's hard for people to hear that when you're sick in your physical body, the sicker your physical body is, the weller your non-physical body is. Because every time you're sick, you ask for more wellness. So the more terrible things that are happening around your planet, the more you're asking for more. And the wonderful thing of all wonderful things it is, is that it is from this vibrational escrow that all new babies are born. It is from this vibrational escrow that all new life is coming forth, you see. And so the dilution ratio helps. In other words, the the old ones that have managed to get more resistant because the longer you live, the more you find things to fuss and and worry about. And so the more disconnected you become. And so more of them are croaking and more fresh new ones that are tuned in, tapped in, turned on are coming forth. And then there are those like you who are deliberately and systematically moving yourself up the emotional scale. This truly is the time of awakening. And we promise you that when, first of all, you don't have to wait for any else to wake up to be awakened yes and next as you become a planet that is more awakened you will find less reason to hate anyone because you will in your connection in your alignment in your awakening you will have found your power and your invincibility and in your knowledge of your power then no matter how anybody else is behaving you don't feel threatened you see And it is only from that disconnected feeling of threat that anyone ever misbehaves. That's what the control that people seek. In other words, no matter what nation is seeking the control, 
You never seek control unless you are feeling vulnerable, you see? And the disconnection itself seems to be whatever punishment that there would be. It's just the disconnection. The punishment is just a byproduct of how bad you feel. Yes. And so as you find more and more ways to exact punishment on others, it's just an indication of, of the level of disconnect that mass consciousness is finding, you see. And so now, we, now having given you all of that basis, we are wanting to just ask this simple exercise of you. Sure. Can... We'll play with it a little bit here, and then in the days that follow, take this subject, because you're not completely resolved in it. In other words, this is an example of us knowing what we know and presenting it to you in a powerful way, but you can't all of a sudden know that. So over the next days, just ask yourself, is this a downstream thought or an upstream thought? And so when you say, please, Abraham, tell me that this monster that I've witnessed will not find peace in heaven... (laughs) Ask yourself, is that upstream or downstream? Can't you just feel? I can. And then say, well, wouldn't it be nice if we all truly are so loved that anything that we've found in ways of disconnection we can really leave behind in the death experience? Is that an upstream thought or a downstream thought? That's downstream. It truly is, isn't it? It really is, yes. Very good. Thank you so much. So she talks here about, you know, isn't it, aren't we fortunate that no human's deciding where you ultimately go? Um, you know, and what a great kind of perspective, what, what this person is asking. I love the interaction. I love the, the questioner here, you know, um, and she's, she's so honest and representative of us all, you know, um, and what Abraham said, well, what you're asking for is to keep them out of whack when they die. They, they got way off track. They, they, they definitely are feeling the pain. They're, they're in pain to, to do those horrible things. They're suffering, you know, and, you, and I love how she gives the example. Well, if you made it your mission to bring someone who's out of alignment, right? Let's say you came across someone in your life and you made it your life work, similar to the, what I'm, you know, striving to do with this, this podcast, right? How can I help bring more people into alignment? Uh, and, um, and, and that's, and people, most people would say, whether they agree or disagree with any of the things that we talk about on the show, that it's, it's a well-intended good work, right? And if I'm successful in bringing uh, a negative person, a down person, someone, you know, maybe even an evil person back into alignment, most people would judge that as good. As good. Now, why are we stuck on this idea that once you die, it's over, game's over, and, the, the, you know, all, everything's done. This is kind of like the, the, the view, I think, of my own father, who's very conservative Christian, you know, well, what, you know, this is your chance. This is a school. Once this, this little school, this drop in eternity, right? Think of eternity. We can't even, our minds melt, right? Uh, oh, I lived 80 years, 70 years, 100 years, whatever. That is not even a blip on the radar of eternity. But we're going to judge someone all eternity based off of that interaction. It, they just got lost, right? Um, and so she, what she said here is, why aren't you allowing the heavens to provide the same good work you would judge someone here trying to do that kind of work? Bringing someone into alignment is good. Why does it have to stop when they die? You know, when someone behaves badly, you feel terrible. You think they're responsible for the emptiness in you. No, they're giving you an opportunity to focus on the emptiness in you. 
I saw a wonderful quote yesterday. Not sure who the quote is, but it is uh, who originally said it. But your perception of me is a reflection of you. My reaction to you is an awareness of me right? My reaction to you is an awareness of me. So what are you doing when you're reacting to these people, to these events, to these acts? Um, it's, it's showing you where you're at, right? Uh, every time you slap someone back, you're disconnected from who you really are. The longer you push against others, the more you use them as the excuse to slap yourself around. In time, it really wears you down, right? You know, she said, no one's ever wished eternal damnation on someone else who didn't just feel awful themselves in that moment. You know, I I think it's really interesting. She, you know, Abraham says here that the condemners uh, uh, often feel way worse than the condemned. Um, and you know, our biases are distorted. We make judgments from our disconnected state. And once again, she reiterated what I was saying earlier, the bad ones are causing you to launch rockets of desire. This, they're telling you who you are and what you are and what you stand for. As I always say, before something and against nothing, don't be against them for giving you, um, you know, helping to mold the clay that is who you are before what you're for. You know, one of my favorite statements in here, we're systematically and deliberately moving ourselves up the emotional scale. And congratulations to you for that, right? I mean, what an amazing thing. What amazing path you're on right now, choosing to deliberately move yourself up the emotional scale. You've taken the reins. You're systematically, you're working on it. Yeah, you slip. Yeah, you fall off. Yeah, Ambrosia is getting mad sometimes. You know what? Ultimately, who cares? Congratulations on even caring enough to attempt and to examine this. How many people are living their lives completely as sleepwalkers, reacting, reacting, reacting? We're moving into a proactive state here, and it, it's, it's awakening your power. Um, and in, in your awakening, you feel power, as she said, and you don't feel threatened. You feel threatened less and less and less. You know, in, in, in the great check, the great little test, uh, you know, encourage all of us to do this uh, today and every day. Whenever you're feeling anything, self-check, self-check. Is this a downstream thought or an upstream thought? And what she's saying there, uh, you know, downstream meaning in the flow, right? Flowing down a river, down, you know, in, in, in harmony. Or upstream is going against the flow, right? Is this a downstream thought or an upstream th- thought? Am I flowing or am I fighting, right? You know, and then she, she ends it with, uh, you know, is... Is it a downstream thought then or an upstream thought that the idea that we're all so loved, any disconnection can be healed upon death? Is that a downstream thought or is that an upstream thought? It's a downstream thought, right? Let's get in line. Let's choose downstream thoughts. I guarantee you if you just choose downstream thoughts, your life will flow. It will, it will deliver you onto shores that are so beautiful and so loving and so filled with magic that more than you ever thought was possible. You are a divine fractal of source consciousness in the physical. It wants to flow you to this beautiful shore. If you're constantly fighting upstream, you can't get there. Instead, you will wear yourself out. It's really, really tiring if you've ever tried to swim upstream, you know, uh, and you'll probably get bashed against a few rocks in the stream on the way, as, especially as the current continues to pick up as you live longer and longer and longer. It tries to send the message stronger and stronger and stronger. What you're missing, what you're missing up. Oh, let's let's uh, this time you're getting smashed against this rock. It doesn't feel so good. Let's get into the downstream flow. And uh, that is the perfect uh, <laughs> synchronicity. I get chills as I realize that I said that as I 
look next on my little uh, bullet points here of the song that I randomly chose, not really even thinking about this, called Ebb and Flow by Tigris. Tigris, hope you enjoy. Go with the flow. Love you all. Also, if you're craving more consciousness elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out.